Hello there. Welcome to Book Talk. This is your host, Anthony Moirore. And at Book Talk, we usually have a guest come and tell us about his book or her book. And today we have a guest as usual that is uh, having a great topic to cover today. And I won't take much more time. I'll just introduce him to our show. His name is Mr. Larry Davis. Welcome to the show, Larry. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it, Anthony. Thank you for having me. Yes, we are honored to have you. Now, in brief, uh, Mr. Rari has a great experience in teaching. In uh, yes. he's, <laughs> he's been a teacher, a high school principal, a district coordinator, regional director, and uh, you name it. And uh, he's uh, had so much experience in that area. But Maybe that's not where we are going to focus on today. Today, we have a different topic that is going to be spiritually hacked. He's written a book by that title, and we are going to get to know much more about that. But uh, before I go into that, maybe there is something that you'd like to tell us about yourself, a bit more of what I introduced you about. Wow. Well, thank you. You know, uh, first and foremost, I'm a man of God. And then I'm the blessed father of two beautiful children, a 26-year-old son, a 20-year-old daughter. And then I'm an educator. Education is what I do, not who I am. I am a man of God. I am a father. I'm a parent. Uh, I've been a classroom. I'm a second. I was a. I'm a second career educator. I was a in a corporate America for 10 years, 12 years, and then I became a high school teacher, an assistant principal, an associate principal, uh, high school principal a district coordinator for school improvement, a district coordinator for AVID, a district coordinator for college career readiness, CTE and IB programs, a regional superintendent, an executive director of secondary learning, and like you said, a, a regional director. So um, I've spent over 22 years in education and I love what I do. And my mantra is education needs a champion and our children deserve one. And uh, no matter where you go all over this incredible world, a child is a child is a child, and they should be at the forefront of everything we do academically and educationally. Oh, beautiful. So how did uh, this topic, now you are in education, you say you're a man of God, and uh, uh, this is not, is this your first book read, uh, writing on spiritual matters, or you've written others before this? No, this is, this is actually my first book, Writing on Spiritual Matters. And here's the thing. I was actually working on a screenplay, which I can't divulge right now. Yeah. And I was in the midst of working on that screenplay. And I was writing um, probably the second to the closing, second to the last of the closing scenes. Mm -hmm. And I had been working on that, that scene all day. And I hit something and deleted the entire thing that I had been working on. About 3,500 words. I had been working on it. The characters, it deleted. I couldn't bring it back. And I just sat, sat there and I closed my computer and, you know, there were just so many other things going on in my mind. So that's probably distracted. Mm -hmm. So that night I, uh, that night I was like, God, you know, there's some things going on. I'm struggling with some things, my focus, this, a lot of things, just praying about it. And uh, when I woke up the next day, he said, you know, the, the, the thing that was revealed to me was spiritually hacked. You're, you know, your connection to me has been hacked. You're not able to focus on me. So you can't focus on the things that you're doing because you're too busy focusing on problems, concerns, anxieties, and worries. You have been spiritually hacked. And you think about your computer. 
Yeah. When your computer can't connect to the internet, when your computer can't go, it's been hacked, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that connectivity wasn't there. And so I prayed that night and he told me that. And so I'm walking around the house, pondering what he had just, you know, uh, shared with me. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. at two o'clock, Anthony, at two o'clock, something says, sit down and start writing. I had no idea what I was going to be writing. I just started typing, started typing. And I wrote this book in one day. Yeah. In one day. One day. <laughs> in less than 24 hours. Yes. Interesting. And so that's how we came to be. So that that prayer and that the revelation and and guess what? It's it's so simplistic. And I, I'm I'm no longer disconnected. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm no longer and, and the hacks happen to everyone. And so as we go on, I know we're going to talk about those things. Yeah. But I wanted people to understand spiritually hacked. And that just means, you know, the premise of the book is this. And I want everybody to get this. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we confuse that our faith is based on how much we love God. Mm-hmm. But our faith is based on how much we believe God loves us. Ah. Right. And if we okay. have little faith, that oh, he loves me a little, we see little blessings. But when yeah. we have... When we had that, the faith of the young lady who said, if I can just touch the garment of Christ, I can mm-hmm. be healed. Think about it. how many people had touched Christ. How many people had shook his hand? How many people had bumped up against him, spoken with him, been in his presence? But this one lady, she said, if I can just touch his garment. And when she did, he said, I felt some energy come from me. And he healed that lady because her faith was that strong. Yeah. So it's how much we believe God loves us. Is that how our faith is? And he says, your faith healed you. Yes. Uh, yeah. And he's the one yes. that is going to hear us on how much we have it and uh, how much we put it into use. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah. And, you know, we, we, we also, we're human, right? So let's, yeah. let's put this first and foremost. We're fallible beings. We're human. And as a human, if Anthony is my best friend and I did something wrong to Anthony, I'd be a little embarrassed to face him, mm-hmm. a little ashamed to face him. And so when we do things in our life, we find ourselves ashamed to face God, like mm-hmm. Adam and Eve, right? Which yeah. is the very first hack. And I talk about that in my book. Adam okay. and Eve was the very first time that we were spiritually hacked. Mm-hmm. And what, what came from that hack? Guilt, shame, right? Lying, yeah. accused, blaming. I mean, Adam went so far to blame God. He goes, it's this woman you put down here with me <laughs> that caused the problem. So we so, are always turning to the other. I mean, to, we, we have an right. excuse. We, we always have an excuse of why that's things right. are not working. Yeah. So <laughs> this book here, Anthony, I tell you, not only does it tell you about the spiritually hacks that we mm-hmm. have in our lives, just not all of them, but most of them. Well, I shouldn't say most of them, a lot of them, but it also gives you the scripture to go with, to help okay. you get past okay. that, right? So that's why it's called spiritually hacked, God's spiritual malware, right? Mm-hmm. So if you take your computer to the to the shop and it's been hacked, they'll put some malware on there to fix it, right? They'll go in there and put some uh, antivirus, uh, antivirus yeah. protection on there. Well, yeah. God has already given us, the, given us those antivirus protections in the form of scripture. Mm-hmm. And so when I talk about certain hacks, I sh- I'll show you the scripture that supports those things. Oh, beautiful. Now, in the event that you found yourself... Uh, uh, I mean, uh, your, your script just disappeared and you couldn't retrace it. Do you think that it was God working behind the scenes to remove you from uh, that distraction? He had another project for me to do. That's yeah, exactly with, right. And, and, and what, that is why the book happened in just 24 hours. <laughs> I told you, and you know, here's the funny thing. 
why why would it take me seven hours to write 3,500 words? That's nothing, right? Mm-hmm. And and so, yeah, that was God saying, this is not where I need you. Your, your attention needs to go to you and self-healing and why you're going through and experiencing what you're experiencing. And so when that was deleted, I was like, I looked at I, my son walked in from work and I looked at him. I said, I've been working on this scene for the whole day and I just hit something and got deleted and I can't bring it back because mm-hmm. uh, it wasn't in a word program. It wasn't in Microsoft. It was written in a script uh, format and that script doesn't allow you to restore. And so you're exactly right. So I just closed it. And at the time, I, when I closed it, I wasn't upset. I said, and I looked at my son, I said, God has something for me to do. And this isn't it right now. And mm-hmm. so I just closed it, but I went to bed and I, and I, and I that was my prayer, you know, God, I'm, I'm going to, ex- let me explain this prayer that night, right? Because my prayers had been interrupted. I would start praying, Anthony, and all of a sudden I think about this problem. I start praying. I think about this concern. I start praying. And before I knew it, I had stopped praying and my full attention was on whatever was going on in my life, whatever problem, whatever worry, whatever concern, right? Mm-hmm. And that night I told myself, I'm not going to have my prayer interrupted. And any time that I would start, when I started praying that night, I told myself, when you start praying, if a worry comes into your head, if another thought comes into your head that has nothing to do with this prayer, pray louder, pray stronger, you know? <laughs> so I got the praying and and I'm pretty sure my son thought I was crazy because I was getting louder and louder. And I'm pretty sure the neighbors heard me and I live in a house, not an apartment. And when I finished now, listen, this is the thing. I was on my knees mm-hmm. by my bedside, bowed head, humble heart on bended knee, praying to God. And I started, started talking. I started when I, when a thought would come to my head, it wouldn't put in my prayer. I'd pray louder. I'd pray stronger. When I finished praying, Anthony, I was standing up. Mm-hmm. hands raised to the heavens facing mm-hmm. up and I was looked in the mirror and I was like whoa how did this happen I just smiled right because I was in that victory pose <laughs> you know <laughs> I finished that prayer and that night I, I slept I slept so well mm-hmm. and then I got the next morning and that that's what I started thinking you've been spiritually hacked you got somehow kind of way you were disconnected from God so Oh, so now since you've been there and uh, has uh, the experience and uh, he, an insight came on uh, unto you that you write this book and you give us uh, this solution or this idea of where we can, uh, how we can come out from it. Now, yeah. let us, uh, please help us identify areas that we could be hacked or uh, things that could be hacking us. Sure. You know, let me say this. I don't give them to you. God has given them to you. Okay. <laughs> I'm just going to put them in the book. I mean, God has given them to us. This is God's work, not mine. I would love to take uh, credit for it, but it's not mine. Ah, it's good to know that. Uh, to I mean, that. you know what? Let's, let's, let's talk about the, uh, you know what? I want to give an example of the, uh, uh, the disciples. How about that? Let's yeah. do this one, right? Okay. okay. So we know that to minister means to serve, mm-hmm. right? It means to serve. To minister means to serve. And we forget that sometimes. We think it means preaching. No, it means to serve. Mm-hmm. And disciples means to teach, right? Yeah. To build to teach. So right when Jesus and the disciples fed the masses, right? Mm-hmm. Well, the first thing is we always hear he Jesus fed 5,000. Yeah. Right. But it was actually more like 15. The 5,000 was only men. They didn't, they only counted men. But when you add in the women and children, it was closer to 15,000 people that were fed with the uh, 
the five fishes and two loaves of bread, right? Yeah. You know, think about this. So right after this, they had just, the disciples all had just witnessed this incredible miracle, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And Christ said to them, you guys cross the lake. I will join you later. I'm going to the mountains to pray. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of things that happened in between that time, but we're going to talk about this one particular, and we may, and we'll, we may talk about the other. But then the wind started to blow, right? Mm-hmm. And the disciples started to worry that they were, oh, Lord, we're going to die. Yeah. Christ witnessed this from the, from the mountaintops and came across the lake. And they said, nowhere in the Bible does it say that the disciples had ever seen a ghost. <laughs> but they thought it must be a ghost. Their faith was so small. After just witnessing one of the greatest miracles ever, mm-hmm. feeding 15,000 people, and they were only just moments away from that miracle. And Christ told them, I will meet you on the other side. Mm-hmm. But their, their, their faith was so small at that time, they had been spiritually hacked. The yeah. devil put so much fear in them. This is a hack of fear that they saw a ghost instead of seeing Christ. Yeah. It took them a while before they realized, oh, that's, that's Jesus. Right. That's that's our, that's the king of the, that's the king of kings. That's that's our Lord and Savior. But be, but before they thought saw, said that they thought what? It must be a ghost. It must be a ghost. Must be a ghost. Yeah. Right. Christ mm-hmm. had also already told them, I'm going to meet you on the other side. He had already told them they were going to make it their safe. So the hack is this. Even though God promises us so many things, he never says it's going to be smooth sailing. He never says it's not going to be rough waters. Yeah. He never says that the wind is not going to blow hard against us sometimes. Mm-hmm. But he did promise us that we're going to be what? We're going to get there. We're going to get there. And I see how many people miss the promise because uh, they forget that the promise of God is yes and amen. I mean, they are there. <laughs> they are sure. So when God tells me that we're going to meet on the other side and I'm going to face I mean, he he ain't going to tell me that I'm going to face some troubles and challenges along the way. Yes. And so when I come to them, I might lose hope if I forget about the promise. If you allow that connection to God mm-hmm. to be hacked, right? Yes. yes. If you allow that spiritual connection to be hacked, okay. you can, right? Mm-hmm. And you think about this, think about Abraham and Isaac. Yeah. Right? He was going to mm-hmm. sacrifice his son. Mm-hmm. He took two of his servants with him, but when they got to the base of the mountain where they were going to climb, Abraham told the two servants, we will be back. Right? We. Because God, that's right. We yeah. will be back. Even yeah. though he was going there to do what? Sacrifice his In son. In his mind, he was going to make a sacrifice yes. of the son. <laughs> because God had already told you, your son is going to be king of nations. Mm-hmm. How can my son be king of nations if he's dead? Mm-hmm. He knew God's promise was genuine. Yeah. Right? So he and had so, not been hacked. <laughs> he had not been hacked. Even That's when, right. Even when he sees he's going in the wrong, in, in, I don't have to use the word the wrong direction, but in the direction that is not in the promise. But he's right. going because he still has the connection. His connection has not been hacked. He has not been hacked. And 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 he says to the angel, when the angel said, No, don't God see that you fear him. Yeah. Don't <laughs> sacrifice your son. Abraham said, but a sacrifice must be given to God. Mm -hmm. And God has said, well, look over there. There's a ram in the vines. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
so but that but because his connection to God, his he knew how much God loved him. He knew that God's word was was solid. It was 100 percent When yeah. God told him, You're gonna do these things, your son's gonna do these things, he knew that he could trust God. Mm-hmm. He knew that God, God is incapable of lying. Yeah. God is incapable of of worry. God is incapable of those things. Those are human emotions. Those are human things, human traits. Mm. He knew that God had given him his word and that covenant was nothing could break it. Mm. So he told those servants, wait right here. We We will be back. back. (laughs) We are coming back. We're coming back. Yeah. (laughs) Not I'll be back with my son's corpse. We are going to be back. Coming back. That's right. Good promise. Yeah. And and that's good. So the, the hack here is, I mean, the, the, the hacks that you could have uh, pointed at here are doubt. Or, or what, what do you call the hacks? I mean, we need well, there, to there are different things. Modern, there are different day, things. modern day description of the hack that you talk of. I mean, oh, you, there's, you, can there's them, things. you can list them one, two, three. Yeah, but there's all kinds of hacks and there's so many, we can't, too many names. So we can think about it. We can just, you, you bring up a situation where there's stress, where there's anxiety, where there's worry, where there's fear. Mm-hmm. Uh, you think about uh, infidelity, addictions, you know, people who come into your life, uh, we call them wolves in sheep clothing. There mm-hmm. are so many different hacks out there, right? Mm-hmm. And the mm-hmm. Bible gives us scripture, mm-hmm. Right. I'm going to, here's my favorite one, right? This is, I love this one. And it's, it's to me, it's, I talk about it in the book. Okay. In Job, in Job 2, yes. two Job 2, second yeah. verse, God asked the devil, from whence do you come? From where do you come? Where are you coming from? Right? Uh-huh. And the devil says, I've been to and fro and back and forth. Right? Mm-hmm. And if you do this, if I want you to, I want to do an illustration with you. I've been to and fro, up and down right yeah and i've been back and forth mm-hmm. back and forth yes. to and fro back and forth yeah. that makes a perfect cross right uh-huh. if you do it that's a cross and so the devil wants you at a crossroad uh-huh. right and mm-hmm. once you're at a crossroad that means you're at a, a crossroad has has two different meanings right in in earlier times a crossroad was symbolizing where the where the demonic would, would go to raise demons at yeah. a crossroad, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, a more acceptable terminology today is when you're at a crossroad, you're at a moment of indecisiveness. You don't know which way to go. Mm-hmm. You're at a standstill, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. The devil is not omnipresent. He had he doesn't have that gift of God. He can't be everywhere at all times, right? Yeah, yeah, sure. He has to travel. And mm-hmm. so his goal is to get you to stop and stand at that what? Crossroad. Mm-hmm. Which is why he's been traveling to and fro and he and back and forth. Because he has to go and find you, right? But so the hack is to get you to stand there and be indecisive. And in that moment of indecisiveness, where, how do I save my marriage? How do I find a new job? Uh, how am I going to pay these bills? you start to worry about those things and those things become bigger than God. And that's where the hat comes in at the, at the crossroad. And that's where the devil comes to meet you when you are sitting there and then he'll try to tempt you, right? Mm-hmm. He'll try to tempt you while you are at the crossroad. But I want you to know this. Mm-hmm. You don't have to wait at the crossroad. When you come to those points and times in your life, I want you to realize I'm not at a crossroad. I'm at a precipice. Something is about to happen big in my life. 
Yeah. Oh, no, no. Yeah. Something didn't just stop happening in my life. God is about to prepare me for something bigger in my life. Mm -hmm. So we get rid of the crossroad because when the devil gets to the crossroad, we won't be there. <laughs> yeah, beautiful. Now that you gave that illustration, something came out, uh, in my mind right there as you are giving the illustration of uh, up and down, back and forth. Yes. Uh, that's, that makes the cross. And that's the hope that we have in the cross. Yes. We yes. don't go to the road, it's the cross. We have our hope in Jesus Christ. That's so, right. So when we find That's ourselves right. at the crossroads, we remember the cross. That's where our hope is. That's right. <laughs> so, that, so the devil wants you at the, at the crossroads standing there worrying. But like you just said, if we realize it's a cross, yeah. <laughs> we're already in a good place. Leave alone the road. He, he knows yes. the road. He knows the yes. road. <laughs> Very true. Very true. Oh, beautiful. Now, <clears throat> At this point, I want to thank uh, some people who have uh, been with us on this uh, show. We have uh, Stavros Ignatio is watching, Jose Danus is watching, and uh, some others that are not identifiable. And I would like to give special, special mention to Andy Charles, who is here, and he's saying, a strong reminder of God's unyielding ability to remain faithful and fully represent the truth in our lives. Uh, and, and he loves the analogy of the crossroads. So true. He agrees yeah, to that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So thank you, Andy Charles, for your contribution. And uh, we keep on going. Now, at this point, uh, Mr. Riley, I would ask you one question. Now, since you talk of the many hacks that the devil is going to use in order to distract us, in order to, to, to take us away from uh, to disconnect us from God. How can we identify when uh, we are in such a situation that uh, we've been hacked and so that we start working our way up or call for God to get us out of it? You know, that, and that's the, that's the thing of the devil. The devil, the devil does it in such a way that you don't even realize it. Yeah. Right. It's, mm -hmm. it's, it's so subtle mm -hmm. that you don't realize it. Right. One day you're worried about Oh, what's for dinner, right? Mm -hmm. The next day you're worried about what am I going to eat? Yeah. There's some food, right? Not mm -hmm. you go from what am I going to cook to? I don't have nothing to cook. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden he 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 starts planting these seeds that that worry is getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And that's how the hack happens. It's just like like again, I, I love to draw back to the computer. You don't realize that your computer is having problems until it gets so severe, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So even though that virus had already been on your computer, maybe three or four days before it really started to impact your computer, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. The devil has been at work in your life. You know, <clears throat> I love to tell people this. <clears throat> the devil does not bother people who are not doing God's work. Yeah. He already has them, right? Mm -hmm. So he's, he's only going after those who are, who are doing God's work. In fact, it's almost like a metal. It's a gold medal. It's an achievement. If I can just hack one of God's, you know, one of God's children, that's what I want to do. So mm -hmm. how can we tell? Well, it, it sometimes just sneaks up on us, right? Mm -hmm. And so here's, here's my example. This right here. If you take your computer to the shop and mm -hmm. the guy tells you, you have a virus on your computer and you go, well, how did I get it? The guy's going to tell you, well, what sites have you been to? Right. Mm -hmm. And then he goes, oh, you probably picked it up from here, from here, you know? Mm -hmm. So when mm -hmm. you start, when you realize, <clears throat> excuse me, that the devil has hacked your spirituality, mm -hmm. you have to ask yourself, where have I been? Who I've been hanging out with? 
who've influenced me, right? Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's our friends. Sometimes it's our family members and they're not doing it on purpose, right? But you know, the de if the devil will use Job's wife, <laughs> why would he not use our, our family against us as well? <laughs> right? What did he tell, what did Job's wife? You should curse your God, right? Yeah, if the I devil know. will use Job's wife against Job, why would not why would he not use our family and our friends and our loved ones against us? They don't always know what they're saying, right? Mm -hmm. And so that's how he does it. And I call now there's a my grandfather. I dedicate the book to my grandfather, and I really gotta share this with you. Yeah. My grandfather made he when I was young, when I was really young, he would have me read the Bible every night before bedtime. Mm -hmm. And I would read it, you know, because I was spending time with him and he was my best friend before I knew what a best friend was, right? Mm -hmm. But my grandfather was a strong man of God, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. uh, his here's 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 some things. He loved God. He loved his family. Do not mess with his family, and he loved pro wrestling. <laughs> you know, he wore a three piece suit every day of his life. It mm -hmm. doesn't doesn't matter what the weather was. He wore a three piece suit. He drove a Cadillac his whole life. Uh, he was just a really dapper man of God. Mm -hmm. He was, you know, and he made me read the Bible all the time. And he would explain the Bible to me. Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't just be reading it. But he, so he was my very first uh, Bible school teacher as well. Yeah. And he would always say to me, Larry, you need to recognize bad fruit. Right. Bad fruit is another form of the devil hacking us. Right. Mm -hmm. Bad fruit is you have a group of people you hang out with. But you know, within that group, there's someone that's a bad fruit. <laughs> you know, we mm -hmm. all know that, right? Uh, but sometimes that bad fruit sneaks up on us in a form of we didn't see them coming, or they presented themselves as something that they were not. That's a sheep, that's a wolf in sheep clothing. And I talk about those in the book. Yeah. And I talk yeah. about, I call them um, distractors, discouragers, right? And destroyers, right? Mm -hmm. But so there's so many things that happen in our life that we go through life. And, and sometimes when we focus on something other than God, that's how the hack happens. Okay. So, okay. you know, and I love it. You know, I love to say the word, I want to talk about, here's the one infidelity, right? <clears throat> Did you know that there are five different definite, I'm sorry, five different categories of infidelity. Tell us, tell us. Right. right. And, but there's not, there's infidelity is infidelity, okay. but the okay. devil has formulated words to we here's five different categories of infidelity and that means one has to be not as bad as the other <laughs> right yeah. and that makes it acceptable to people yeah oh, wait. no 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 i didn't do that one i did this one i, I did. right i didn't i didn't do a big scene i did a smaller scene <laughs> i did a yeah. yeah yeah and so that's a hack right so mm -hmm. when we buy into that we've just been hacked right yeah, but yeah infidelity yeah. is infidelity the other thing is, there is nothing in the Bible that says, well, first of all, the word infidelity is not in the Bible, right? Okay, yeah. Uh, it's adultery. Mm -hmm. But there's nothing in the Bible that says we can't forgive our spouse for infidelity, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Because the Bible is about union, fellowship, and family, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But the world has invented divorce. Oh, the infidelity is the one thing you cannot forgive your spouse for. If you can forgive someone for murder, but you can't forgive them for infidelity, <laughs> that's not right, you know? So yeah. that's another hack. Mm -hmm. That's that's the world. And here's the problem. Anthony, if, if, if you're my friend 
and your wife cheats on you, here's what you're hearing from your friend. Man, I if that was me, I wouldn't be with her. No. See, now you're listening to who? The world. The world, yeah. And not God. You mm-hmm. have to listen to God because guess what? We're all fallible beings because we're human, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And the other, uh, I was just thinking about this the other day. The other hack is um, we like to believe that, you know, uh, we like to believe that fear is the opposite of faith. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. Faith operates strongly within fear. Doubt. Doubt is the opposite of faith, right? Beautiful, yeah. Right. Hate is not the opposite of love. Indifference is the opposite of love. So when you tell someone, I don't feel one way or another about you, Mm -hmm. that's the worst thing you can do. That's You have no emotions towards that person, right? What does God say about lukewarm water? Just spit it out. It's not refreshing. Mm-hmm. yeah so indifference is lukewarm water so those are some of the things that we need to think about when we when we say these things without even thinking i, I don't feel one way or another about that person oh you know what i doubt if i can do it i doubt that the devil wants you to doubt god doesn't want you to doubt because mm-hmm. i've already god already promised you so and he's he's going to keep his word well in fact he gave his only begotten son to keep his word <laughs> sure right yeah, beautiful yeah so now we have the promises we have the road to travel and the challenges and the doubts and the hacks that hit us and uh, we've got to identify them by looking at the word and seeing i mean i want you to imagine that if you have a computer and it's fully functional you know it's fully functional so when you have a life that you're living spiritual uh, walk that you're yes. walking you can identify right. areas that are not going right i guess yeah yes so uh, at this point i'd like us to know from you the tools now to deal with these hacks <laughs> because some of us need direction in order how to, oh, yeah. to get the hack to get the anti antivirus <laughs> You want to, you want to hear something funny? Yeah. We talk about fear, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> fear and we talk about fear. Mm-hmm. How many days are in a year? Three sixty-five. Did you know that year. fear not is in the Bible three hundred and sixty-five times? Oh, beautiful! One for every day of the year. <laughs> so every single day of the year, I could, could wake up and read the verse yes. reminding me not to fear. Not to fear. Fear not. Don't worry. Right, depending on which version you use, but fear not, don't worry, is in the Bible 365 times, and there's 365 days in a year. Now, I know there's somebody listening right now, if you're in the United States, she's saying, oh, what about leap year? Because that's, you know, every four years we have leap year, where it's 366 (laughs) days. Uh And I just say this, if God gives us 365 days not to worry, Mm. then one day we should have faith. (laughs) (laughs) One day what? One day just have faith. Forget about the fear. Yes, no fear. I mean, he but tells I, us. This, this, this brings us back to the verse. If you have a, a faith as small as a mustard seed. So if, if you have faith for that one day that you, uh, you, you don't read the verse about fear, then you have enough faith for you for the year. Well, you know what? Here's the thing, though. Now, I'm going to tell you, this is the powerful thing about faith. Okay. You and I can have enough faith for our friends. Oh. Right. That's why we pray. Right. Mm-hmm. That's why we pray for other people. Mm-hmm. You think of, and, and when Jesus returned home 
and the four men had to cut a hole in his ceiling and drop the paraplegic through it through the roof right and heal them they had the Jesus faith. told that man because of the faith of those men you are healed ah because yeah. of their faith right yeah it was, that's what yeah. i'm saying because their faith and they they knew how much christ loved them they knew how much god loved them mm. so as a parent we can't say i give up on my child because god has told us your faith the size of what? A mustard seed. seed. Yeah. My faith is what covers my children. Yeah. My faith is what covers my spouse, my brothers, my sisters. My faith. They don't have to have. I have the faith for them. I have enough faith for them because I know how big my God is. A God is, right? I'm my God. I'm being now I'm being selfish, but I know how big God is, right? <laughs> my faith. When you when you when you're in a marriage, Anthony, and, and 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 your marriage isn't working, you can argue with your spouse all you want, but that argument is taking place in the world. But when you get on your knees mm-hmm. and you pray to God to save your marriage, to fix what's wrong in your marriage, to put his hands in your marriage, when you commit that marriage to him, all of a sudden things start changing. Mm-hmm. I can't tell my wife, you can't tell your wife, your wife can't tell you because when your spouse tells you what's wrong, they're pointing a the finger at you and we don't like that. But when God points it out, mm-hmm. I'm getting too excited. Let me slow down. But when God <laughs> points it out, it's our faith. I'm I, telling you. I, 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 I like how you're time. going. I like how you're going. We've come from, uh, it's your faith that has healed you. And we've come to yeah. this place that is from the faith of those men. So it points us back to that we are responsible for ourselves. We are responsible for those that surround us. And so when we come back into this being spiritually hugged, I can stand uh, on for myself and I can stand for my family. That's right. To to identify areas that uh, the hack has happened and go back to the word to draw the tools to deal with those hacks. That's right. This yeah. just, I mean, you know what? If you, I'm going to tell you something. Mm-hmm. I'm not a Bible scholar. Okay. And as I was writing this book, God directed me to verse, this verse, that verse, another verse. And I was like, whoa, wait a minute, where is this coming from? Mm-hmm. And, but then it all poured back to my grandfather. Some of those verses my grandfather has shared with me. Yeah. I was young when I was 10 years old, eight years or nine years old, 10 years old. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I dedicate the book to him. My grandfather Again, he told me so much about the he made he brought the Bible to life for me, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. And so it's amazing how my grandfather had planted that seed in me all those years ago. But on that day, when I that morning when I when I awakened and God revealed to me that the spiritual hack had happened, and then he set me down at two o'clock, that all these things started pouring out of me. Mm-hmm. Things that I hadn't talk, thought about for 40 something years. Mm-hmm. And here I am writing about something my grandfather said, and I could hear him saying them to me, right? And in that moment, I was like, oh, wow. And, you know, again, how to find this verse, how to find that verse. And there's so many things, so many verses, you know, you know, we we look at the Bible and the Bible is, is, is massive, right? We, if we just read the Bible without comprehension, Mm -hmm. it's, it's not a weapon. We have to read the Bible for understanding. Mm-hmm. We have to read the Bible for comprehension. And we have to ask God, God, tell me what 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 does this mean? Yeah. You know, 
what is this verse saying to me? You know, mm-hmm. and uh, my son, I'm going to tell you something. My son, his favorite verse is Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, right? Mm-hmm. And I would always say to him, you know what? But what does the rest of the book say? One day at work, I'm having a horrible day at work. And my son calls me and he says, dad, listen to this. And he reads the whole book to me, right? He reads all of Philippians 4 to me. And he starts explaining to me what I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. What it means, what it really means, it's not just in my strongest moment, but it's also in my weakest moments. Mm-hmm. It's not just when I'm not vulnerable, when I'm most vulnerable. Mm-hmm. He starts reading this to me and he doesn't realize it, but God had directed him to call me and fill my cup because my cup was empty. Mm-hmm. And out of nowhere, he just decided to call me and read that to me. And I sat there and I just, when he, when he finished, I told him, man, thank you so much for that. He goes, why are you thanking me? I was letting you know I read it and I get it now. I said, no, but I needed it. I said, I don't know why you decided to call me at this moment, at this time, but you did. And this is what I need the most. So you know, those, those verses, the Bible verses, and you know, we, we uh, you know, we have to understand that God wants us to know that there's things in our lives man can't fix. Mm-hmm. My friend can't handle. Mm-hmm. There's, there's times in our life we're gonna go through problems that no one can, no one advice is gonna be good enough or is gonna answer the question. And that's when we wanna, he wants us to go to him, right? Mm-hmm. He wants us to come to him. Yeah. And uh, now covering those uh, hugs that you mentioned and the topics that you could be uh, mentioning in the book, I could be interested to hear. Have you listed those topics and uh, the verses below them one yes. by one? Ca- can we have a sample, please? Well, we talked about. Let me go in here because I don't know this by heart. So we talked about yeah, yeah, we fasting, understand. Right, we talked about fear, and there's 365. Uh, well, let me give you the first one. The first spiritual hack happened in the Garden of Eden. Yeah, and and when you read that in the Garden of Eden, when you read that. We like to blame Eve, mm-hmm. right? If you read the story, oh, Eve gave Adam the apple, right? The mm-hmm. devil tricked Eve. Eve gave Adam the apple, and they both ate of the apple or the mm-hmm. fruit, right? We, yeah, we, right? we always say it's an apple. We don't really know what fruit it is. It's a fruit. Mm-hmm. It's a forbidden fruit. Mm-hmm. But the reality is, when the devil was talking to Eve, Adam was right there. Mm-hmm. And Adam was the one who was blessed with all this information because he named all the trees, all the animals. Did he not? Mm -hmm. He had this information, but Adam was not equipped for deception. He Mm -hmm. was not equipped with the, for deception. He was equipped with information. So now if you look back when, and I said, we're going to talk about this. When Jesus went up to the mountains to pray after he had fed, fed the masses and he was starving, the devil tried to do the same to him, right? Mm-hmm. If you're the son of God and you're hungry, why don't you turn this stone into bread? Right. And mm-hmm. what did Jesus say? Man, should I live on bread alone? Yeah. <laughs> and then he said, look out here. If you would just humble yourself to me, devote yourself to me, confess to me, be mine. I will give you all this. And Jesus is like, no. Right. And the reason that it didn't happen to Jesus is because Jesus not only had information, Jesus had knowledge. He had knowledge and information that Adam and Eve didn't have, mm-hmm. right? Adam and Eve functioned under what was called an innocence. 
because they, they there was no reason to look out for a devil, right? There was no reason to look out for something like that. And here's the thing. Here's the beauty. People think uh, sophistication means uh, uptown apartments, fancy cars, the way you dress, right? Layouts in Vogue magazine. Mm-hmm. Sophistication means a loss of innocence, right? So when Adam and Eve ate of the fruit, they lost their innocence. Mm-hmm. And when they got became more sophisticated, that means they became less innocent, you know? And when Jesus was faced with the same situation, he had knowledge and information and the devil couldn't tempt him. The devil could not tempt him, right? Yeah, yeah. We can't be tempted. And, that, and so uh, you said, ask, share some things with you in the book. Yeah, at, at least some just verses. Mention some verses and uh, oh, well, I'm going to give you a. You know what? I'm going to give you one. Uh, uh, Psalms 23, right? Yeah. My grandfather made me. I read them. Didn't make them. My grandfather had me read Psalms 23 mm-hmm. every night before bed. After we read the Bible, you know, Psalms 23. Okay. Right. And I and I knew Psalms 23 better than I knew uh, the Lord's Prayer. Uh huh. Father who art in here. I knew it before that. I knew it better than that. Okay. And years later, you, this is 1970, right? In 2016, my mom is past dying of cancer. And I sit down with her and I ask her, what would you like in your obituary? How would you like your home going to be? And mm-hmm. she said, Larry, the first thing I want is I want Psalms 23. That's my favorite uh, verse in the Bible. And I said, do you know that your dad used to have me read that every night when I was little before I went to bed. And she said, I did not know that. Mm-hmm. So here we are 40 something years later, something my grandfather had me prepared for reading it every night. Mm-hmm. It was my mom's favorite verse, right? It was my yeah. mom's. And so because of that, I'm like, wait a minute, there has to be a little bit more to that. You don't fully embrace Psalms 23 until you read Psalms 22. Ah. Right. And I want to see if I can find Psalms 22 and give you just how it starts. Right. And that's a that's the scary part. Right. Psalms 22. Psalms 22 tells us. Oh, I got to find this for you, because this is this is so incredible, because, you know, if we know how Psalms 23 starts. Right. We know how that goes. Yeah. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. That's right. You keep, yeah. Well, you keep going there. You keep going. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to find 22 for you quickly. Yeah, I, I was going to give it in my book because I have it in my book. Okay. So go ahead. Read Psalm so 22 goes like this. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from saving me? So far from my cries of anguish. My God, I cry out by day, but you do not answer. By night, but I find no rest. And what does he God say in Psalm 23 though? The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. <laughs> and he says, you leading me beside still water, so stop worrying. Mm. You know, you anointed my head with oil, right? Yeah. And yea, though I walk through the valley of shadow of death, right? I sure fear what? Nothing. So he cried out to God and God said, well, listen here. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing about the Bible is, you know, so many people, the Bible is our weapon. It is our sword. It really Mm -hmm. is. But so many times we read it and we want to take from it what we want to take from it. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, You know, and let's go back to the word. You know, uh, I love people. Here's one that I love to say. We people love to say God has given me free will. Right. Mm -hmm. 
Okay. And, and I believe that to be true. God gives human free will, right? Yeah, sure. Which is why, you know, a, a lot of angels go, God, why do you love these humans so much that you give them, you know, but see, and so when people say God gave us free will, the devil uses that as a hack. Mm-hmm. And how's he doing anything? Let me tell you how he does it. As soon as you do something wrong, you have to go, oh, you know what? God gave me free will. This is my fault. This is all on me. But if you think about it, somewhere along the way, the devil came in and tempted you, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. The, the enemy of free will is temptation, right? Mm-hmm. So then you start to doubt yourself because you know what? I chose to do this. And you neglect to see that the devil tempted you and made you and, 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 and forced your hand that way. So even though you had free will, without that temptation, would you have done that? No. So then you go to God and you say, God, my God, please forgive me. God, forgive me. I repent of mm. this, right? But that shame of doing it will keep you from doing it, keep you from talking to God, keep you from praying and asking for forgiveness, right? Yeah. That shame yeah. of what happened will keep us from forgiving other people and forgiving ourselves. And that's the hack right there, right? Uh-huh. That's the hack. And so, I mean, Anthony, I, I, I'm just going to show you the book again. I want you guys to see this. Spiritually Hacked. For God's those of you who are joining us right now, this is Spiritually Hacked. We are covering by Larry Davis. And uh, it's been a great, 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 wonderful time that we've been having on this show. We really appreciate you coming on to our show, uh, Riley. And uh, for sharing with us whatever that you have shared with us up to now. Now, we would like to know, where do we get the book, Spiritually Hacked? It is on, you can get the book on Mm Amazon.com. And it is an ebook and paperback. Ah, beautiful. And and your website, just in case someone would like to follow up with you. Oh, you can follow me up on LarryDDavis.com. And that's going to be mostly about that's going to be mostly about well it's going to be solely about education because i'm an educator ah, ah, okay right? yeah because yeah. you're an educator you told us that so right but this, this year yeah this, yeah. The, yeah this book here anthony is not on my website mm-hmm. uh spiritually hacked um god spiritual malware mm-hmm. i just you know my thing is this right here it, it's it's amazing it's so amazing how god works in our lives yeah and you know i love the fact that he doesn't yell at us. Mm-hmm. He whispers. Mm-hmm. And when God speaks to you, even if you've never heard his voice, it will be a familiar voice. You will know that it's him. You will not have to ask, God, is that you? Mm-hmm. Lord, is that you? You'll know that voice, you know? And so, uh, but go ahead and I apologize. I, again, I, I, this book has been a no, revelation it, to it, me. It, it's okay. It's okay what you are just sharing. <laughs> Because I I kind of imagined you're going into a section that we usually have before we end every show. We would like to have a parting shot or words that you would like us to remember once we are through with the show. (laughs) Always. Oh, wow. You know what? Thank you. You know, here's the thing I want you to remember. There is no sin too big or too small for God. Right. Mm-hmm. And Anthony, I want to ask you a question. If you thought that you could sit down in on your sofa at your kitchen table and start talking to God and just if it was a 1% chance that God would show up and listen to you, would you do it? Sure. 
Sure. Well, guess what? He shows up every time, right? Uh-huh. Because he's omnipresent, right? He's, yeah, sure. And, <clears throat> and, and so what I want you, what I would like to leave you with is God loves you. God loves us unconditionally. Mm-hmm. And if you ever question that, ask yourself, would you sacrifice your child for people you don't know? <laughs> what kind of love is that, right? Mm-hmm. What a love, what kind of love is that? That's uh, that's love. That's unconditional love, right? Yes. And when people ask you in the future, why do you love God? <clears throat> this is what I want you to tell them. I can't tell you why I love God because I don't have conditions on it. There's no list of reasons why I love God. I love God because God exists. I love God because God loved me. I love God because every morning I wake up, that's a miracle. I love God for all the things seen and unseen. I love God for all the things he do and have done in and around my life. I love God for all the things he do and have done in and around the lives of my friends, family, and loved ones. You ask me why I love God. I can't tell you why I love God, but I can't tell you enough why I love him. (laughs) (laughs) I love God for countless reasons. That's right. But as soon as you can tell somebody why you love them, you just put a condition on it. Oh, okay. Think about it. Right. Uh-huh. Oh, I love my wife because she can cook. Well, what if she stopped cooking? Man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I just love her for love. That's right. I love her because this is my real. This is who God put in my life. Right. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I love her. Man, you just, oh, my God. I just let me tell you something. My son came to me one day and said, Dad, he's 25. He's 26 now. At the time, he was like 23. Mm-hmm. He said, Dad, I want to apologize for all the times I gave you a hard time. Mm-hmm. as a child and I said for what you just gave me a chance to be a dad thank you for allowing <laughs> me to do the job that God put me here to do and they just hugged and I just hugged him right uh, beautiful, <laughs> beautiful. See, beautiful. the devil wants us to think a hard time is a hard time God wants us to know that that's our time that's his time right yeah, You're going through God's time. Let's talk about it. That's this, our is time. God, this is God's time. Whatever I'm, whatever it is that I'm passing through, this That's is right. God's time. Yeah. Whatever hacker that the devil has brought in my life, this is God's time to show That's up. Right. That's right. That's you know what? That's powerful. And we need to remind people of that. You know, it's it's. <laughs> I you know, thank you. You you are, my cup is overflowing. Right? People don't realize your cup can't overflow if it's not full. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, definitely. <laughs> Right? It must be full. It, it must be full if it's overflowing. If it's overflowing, mm-hmm. that means the people around you are now partaking because it's spilling over onto them. Right? Amen. Amen. Let that cup <laughs> overflow. I mean, let God let God keep working in and around your life. As they every day, ask God, God, thank you for all the things you do. Mm-hmm. Continue to work in me, on me, and through me. Right? Yeah. I mean, I ask God every day to 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 strengthen my spiritual and physical mind. my spiritual and physical heart right amen my spiritual and physical body Mm -hmm. my spiritual and physical essence so people can say that's a man of god i can go to him right you know i'm here's i'm gonna leave with this this is really interesting yeah how many times did christ ask peter if he loved him three times and how many times did he tell peter he was going to deny him three times (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and and it's because you know P- and peter got upset the third time i, I told you i love you man yes i, I love <laughs> right? you <laughs> yeah right you know and so you think about that and and i'm gonna tell you something the, 
we know we look at the Bible and we often talk about uh, the women who did something wrong in the Bible and right and, and if you don't read the Bible thoroughly, you can look at women and say women was a cause of this women were, and it's not that's not the case right mm-hmm. but here's the funny thing though right when you look at the Bible right it shows you how powerful a woman is and I'm gonna tell you how powerful a woman is right mm-hmm. uh, when it says Jesus passed away I, I, I like to say the term, Instead of 12 disciples, I want to say 10, one and one. But originally, all 12 men were following Christ for ambitious reasons. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. They felt like when the king of the Jews would overthrow the government, that they would have they would be men of status. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Right? So <clears throat> it was a Peter and uh, I'm just went blank. Uh, Jesus, can we set your left and right side? And Jesus said, that's not for me to say. Because he knew they wanted those positions because of what? Status. Status, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> and I want to say this about women. Mary and Martha was first, right? Mm-hmm. Just realized he was gone because they like, no, no, he's going to rise again. We're going to get out. We're going to get our father. We're going to get our savior, our Lord and savior. Thomas said, oh, he's dead. He's not coming back, right? Mm-hmm. But why would Thomas think Jesus couldn't rise from the dead when he raised Lazarus? And he raised that little girl, right, from the dead. They had seen mm-hmm. him do this. If yeah, he can do this yeah. for others, why couldn't he do it for himself? Again, a spiritual hack, right? <laughs> uh, Judas, everybody, oh, Judas is a, Judas betrayed, Judas betrayed Christ. Judas was ambitious. Mm-hmm. And after all the, excuse me, after all the things he had seen Christ do, he really believed that, once the Romans captured Jesus and brought him there and they put him on trial, that Jesus was going to do this historical act and shatter the government and thus take his helm, right? As a Lord and, and who's going to be sitting next to him? Judas. Judas. But he didn't know that God already had another plan for that. He knew all this was going to play out, but God had another plan. Mm-hmm. And then the other 10. See, that's my one, Dowden Thomas, Judas, ambitious, but we can say I betrayed him, but he betrayed him because of his ambition. Mm-hmm. But then the other 10. They sat up, up in a room, cowarding in fear. Cowarding in fear. After walking with God, after walking with Jesus Christ, after walking with the Lord and Savior, the moment he was out of their sight, they became so fearful. Right? So the moment. Let me tell you something. If I see Christ, if you and I see Christ and we see these miracles and he touched our heart like that, we're not going to walk out the front door and be afraid of what's coming because we should know what's ex- what exists. Sure. They, they did, they forgot. They, and so he had to, he had to show himself to them. Mm. And so I, I always say that when you think about those moments when he, and when he had to show himself and reveal himself to Thomas, to the disciples, he couldn't reveal himself to Judas because Judas had hung himself their faith became stronger when he came back. They became better men of Christ when he came back. But I always say this though, right? Think about this. Gideon, when God said, send these men home, no, send more men home. And now you're going to go and defeat this army of 30,000 or whatever with this amount of men. Gideon go, God, wait a minute, hold on. You need to show me. Uh God told Gideon to sneak down in the camp, disguised himself and listen to what the people were saying, right? See, I used to have the faith of Gideon. God, show me. No, God, you got to show me. But now I have the faith of Job. 
God giveth, he taketh away, he restores. And here's the thing. I'll leave you with this. The world wants you to have followers. Yeah. God works in deliveries. Mm. He delivers you. He don't, he don't, he don't want followers. He wants yeah. deliveries. <laughs> amen. Amen. <laughs> oh, thank you very much, uh, Larry, for this insight, for such a wonderful book that you've written and uh, what you've shared with us here. We uh, really appreciate you showing up on our show. And uh, to those who are watching, who've just come in right here, we were dealing with the book Spiritually Hacked by Rari D. Davis. Mary. And now we have just come to the end of the show. And we really appreciate every viewer who has uh, watched us, those who are listening to us. We thank you. Those who listen the, uh, to the to the show once it's uploaded to the other platforms by the way this show is available on all the other platforms that you may be using to listen to podcast google podcast apple podcast every other podcast that you may think of if it's not there please let us know so that we may take it there too so thank you very much it's been such a great honor thank you john kafue for coming on live and andy charles for the contribution and all the others that i have not mentioned in this show we really appreciate your viewership and please share this with others. It's not only your faith has healed you. Let your faith also heal others out there. Thank you very That's much. Right. <laughs> Thank you, Larry. Thank you. <laughs>